Alright everybody, it's going to be a good one. Uh, this episode is about spending money. Part one of a multi-part travel finance series. Uh, the next one will be about making money. We'll do one about handling money. You know, just ATM cards, credit cards, PayPal, Bitcoin, not carrying $2,000 and getting mugged. All kinds of money stuff because people love their money. And uh, yeah not super important sometimes it is that's what all these travel finance things are going to be about so spending money yeah this one i've actually got a uh, india jane from the last episode if you listen to that the interview with her uh she sat down with me at the farm and we just uh knocked out that episode just to get both of our perspectives on that it's pretty good actually i liked it i like doing that so yeah but uh about a week has gone by since then since the last episode and caught you up so I am in India now, not to be confused with India, uh, India Jane. I'm in the country of India. Uh, just got here a few days ago, so it's been really, really strange the last few days. A lot of, let me just catch up. So we, we left uh, the farm, uh, walked a couple hours to this other town. It's real nice through the hills, through the mountains, kind of. Some family kind of waved at us, took us in sort of for uh, an hour, fed us, got us a bunch of water. All the kids spoke English and played uh, India Jane's guitar. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of kind of a fun little thing that happened on the way. Then we stayed with a couch surfer for a couple nights there. Uh, pretty nice. He was there the first night. The next night it was just uh, his wife. We both kind of felt bad because she cooked us some pretty good food, but especially that second night she cooked us this big meal and then she just she just took off she didn't even eat any herself yeah both nights they were they were just gone they left us with their i mean it was one little room with like a little stove and bed and stuff but i don't know where they slept but anyways so we hitchhiked from there to Kathmandu. uh just one ride one truck driver six hour ride <laughs> just because of traffic i'm sure if the roads were perfect which they i guess they will be in a couple years here Roads are really bad in Nepal. They're just tearing them up. Um, that same drive would be less than an hour, maybe like closer to 40 minutes or something. But on that particular day, six hours. So anyways, we got to Kathmandu, and that's the last I saw, India Jane. She went her own way to stay with a couch surfing host, and she's going to be hanging out in Kathmandu for a little bit, taking care of her India visa. And I went to Kishore's for one last night. It's my buddy who owns the farm, and... Yeah, then I ended up getting on a bus to the border because I had about $15, the equivalent left of Nepali money. Um, and usually when I have less than 20 bucks left of a currency, I try to burn it up because you can't always change it in the lower bills. I guess in this case, it wouldn't have mattered, but that was kind of my mindset. Hadn't been spending money lately because we we're on the farm and we we're kind of eating and living for free. And even when we were couch surfing, they cooked us up some meals and stuff so i thought i would have spent that money already but i didn't so yeah five bucks of it went to this 12-hour bus ride which is pretty good and i caught the night bus which was perfect so i just rolled up to the india border like first thing in the morning and then i pretty much had all day to aim for lucknow which is a much bigger city than i thought it would be um so got there after hitching a bunch of rides one train ride thrown in the mix. It was kind of like Thailand. Everybody 
who was picking me up was dropping me off at little bus stations or bus depots or wanting to. And one dude actually took me to the train station and I got the train ticket and physically walked me onto the train. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, short train ride, but had to walk through that little city. Ended up getting to Lucknow pretty late. Um, these guys were dropped me off on the edge of the city, which I thought was going to suck. Uh, they, but they were feeding me whiskey the whole time, which was great. <laughs> uh, then I ended up getting like a short cab ride. It was just they, I was walking on the highway and the cab pulled over and he's like, eh, it's not not good. So he just drove me like for a few minutes to get me off the highway. Uh, didn't charge me anything. Just thought I was crazy. Uh, and then these other guys, I wasn't even, I didn't even have my thumb out or anything. I'm just like, all right, it's going to be a walk. Uh, they scooped me up and they just kept giving me shots of vodka and took me closer to the, to the center of the city. It's like, all right, sweet. And I was aiming for the center of the city cause I had marked, I, I looked for a couch surfer, but I didn't really put any energy into it. So I didn't find one, but I found uh, a hotel that at least online looked like it was two bucks for a night. I'm like, all right, I can swing that. If I show up late and I showed up late, so I looked for that place, knocked on the door, but no one answered. I think it was just late. And then I found out that a lot of the hotels around there don't uh, don't host foreigners for whatever reason. Some of them are just saying they're full, but I found out that there's some kind of weird law where they can only have guests from India. So that was a big rigmarole going around. I almost caught a train. People are sleeping everywhere, like everywhere. Just bodies all over. Like I said, it was a much bigger sitting than I thought, but I ended up finding a place that I could uh, lay my head down for the night. And then the next day, I was aiming for Nagpur, which is where I am now. But how I got here has been pretty strange. I figured it would take two days, and that's that's how long it took. But that, that first day, yeah, I had to walk through the city, uh, hitched some rides, got some rides in some trucks, some motorbikes, uh, met some cool people actually. Uh, one guy took me for some juice, <laughs> some sugar cane ground up, got me some juice, a little snack. He was super cool. Uh, took my picture, added me on Facebook on the spot. <laughs> uh, people were really into that, taking selfies and stuff. Um, all throughout Asia, it's been like that. But yeah, and then started to get little stranger uh, eventually I got this while I was walking actually I had just gotten a ride from a truck and then this one guy on a motorbike came over and he's trying to like help me and I don't know like just ask where I'm going and then someone sees that and comes over and then a third person comes over and then a fourth person is curious coming over and next thing I know there's literally 12 or 13 dudes surrounding me all with their piece of advice and one guy's taking my marker and writing down like a different name on my sign and asking me questions They're like, oh, there's a hotel over here. It gets dark kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to keep walking, you know, <laughs> got to get a ride. But then right then, like one of the buddies, like uh, one of the guy's buddies was a truck driver driving by. So he flagged him down. And so I hop into this guy's truck. Don't know where he's going, but we're on the right road. Finally, he drops me off and it's dark and I'm in this little uh, village kind of place. Excuse me. And then uh, I'm walking through this village and this guy gives me a really short ride, like a minute on a motorbike. And then I'm walking and a few minutes later, this other guy comes up to me and he's just asking me where I'm from and this and that. I'm like, okay, 
And then all of a sudden the original guy comes back. And then again, there's like a whole crew of six or seven. These guys all younger than me uh, walking along and they ended up getting me some food and some water and forcing me basically to uh, get on this taxi kind of bike thing to the next town. And they're like, yeah, you can't really camp around here. It's not safe, but we'll pay for this taxi thing. It'll take you 20, 30 minutes to the next town to a railway station. And that's a place where you can sleep safely. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I got over there and I'm like, no, this is not my scene. So I walked right back to the road and started walking. Uh, I, just, I, don't, I don't like sleeping out in public like that. Um, I like to get hidden when I kind of camp around cities. So I'm walking and thinking I'm going to break away from the town here pretty soon. It's starting to get a little like less residential and maybe getting into some trees. But then another group of people calls me over. So I go and you know sit down and they give me a cold drink, a Mountain Dew or something, and asking what my story is and told them, you know, hitchhiking, why are you hitchhiking? Why not a bus or a train? So I'm like, I don't have a lot of money. Like this is just how I like to travel. Um, use my money for food and things like that. And they're like, no, no, you can't walk over there. There's, you can't camp there. It's not safe. There's stray dogs and there's, there's ghosts. <laughs> they said there's, there's ghosts out there. And then they said there's thieves. And I might have taken the thieves thing a little more seriously if they didn't lead off with ghosts and, you know, stray dogs. I kind of get people are afraid of dogs and they bark at me sometimes. So whatever. They're, they're dogs. But ghosts? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so they're like, no, you got to go to the train station and tell them you have no money and they'll give you a ticket all the way to Nagpur where you're going. Big city. I'm like, eh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know about that. It sounds, sounds sketchy. Like, not like sketchy like they're up to something but sketchy like it just i don't know if that's gonna work and it might be a waste of time and i was pretty friggin' tired at that point so they're going back and forth and it's almost like an argument and i'm just like listen i i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep walking I, so i keep walking and one dude just follows me and he's like trying to talk me out of it and i keep walking and another dude pulls up in a motorbike and he's trying to talk me out of it and i'm still walking and finally the friggin' police roll up and I'm like, all right, here we go. So they come up and then they're telling me <laughs> like the sort of the ringleader dude. He's like, CC, if the police tell you, you'll believe. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, the police told me the same thing. They're like, yeah, yeah you should go to the train station. I'm like, all right, well, you're basically forcing me at this point. So let's do it. So hop on the motorbike, cruise over to the train station. They talk to the railway master. I don't know, the chief, someone and talk him into it. Um, but it's not a direct train. Like, I guess like you got to get on this train in a couple hours and it'll take two or three hours to get to this other train station. And then from there, it's like a direct 12 hour, uh, shot to where you're going. So I'm like, all right. So they all take off and I'm just with the, the railway master guy and he's giving me tea and biscuits and I'm just hanging out tired, nodding off a little bit. And finally a train rolls up and the train rolls up and they're like, all right, that's you. And they said they had called ahead to this other train station so they would know the deal. And they're like, go to the train master there and um, he'll point you on to the next train. So I'm like, all right. So I hop on. I kind of catch some Z's on that train. Uh, barely came to and got off at the right station. But this station that they, the junction station was massive. Like this first station I'm at was just like a little, 
little station, you know? But this one is like many, many tracks, all super long. There's hundreds. There's probably more than a thousand people. I don't know. Hundreds and hundreds of people everywhere, like laying out, whatever. This is like four in the morning, something like that. It's busy as hell. And I'm like, all right, station master, let's do this. So I finally find an office looking thing. It looks sort of official. And I go in there and I'm talking to the dude. I'm like, hey, did someone call ahead about me losing my wallet? Oh, that was the other thing, the, the, the little scam, I guess, for me. Like, you can't just say that you don't have a lot of money. You got to say that you, your wallet got stolen. So that's how I was operating at this point with <laughs> this scammy little situation, which is exactly what I did not want to be involved in. But anyways, I go to this chief dude. I'm like, did someone call ahead about me and my lost wallet? I'm the guy with the lost wallet. And I guess I can get a free ride to the city I'm going to. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a ticket window over there. You can pay for a ticket. Um, I'm paraphrasing because English was not amazing. But uh, that's when I realized, oh, I'm just screwed here. Um, it's not my own at this point. There's no no magic. <laughs> uh, I got to just do my own thing. So I just decided like I could wait for the sun to come up and hitchhike from here, which is now further than where I was. And I'm super extra tired. Or I can just go classic and just hop on the train and see what happens. So that's what I did. I uh, found the train that was going all the way to Nagpur, which I think I'm pronouncing okay, maybe. Uh, it's the city I'm in now. And yeah, I just picked the, the crappiest looking car. They, you know, they had air conditioning ones and sleeper cars. And then there's like this general class one where people are crammed in. I'm like, all right, that's, that's my go. So I jumped on there. And yeah, 12 hours later, nobody checked. And it was crammed in there. Like I got in there and I thought it was crammed. I kind of like sat in the vestibule and then a whole lot of people piled in there. Like to the point where I'm just like leaning on the corner of my right foot, like using like all my muscles just to stay afloat, not topple over people. And yeah, every single stop, there'd be people shuffling in and out and just being a different contortion. Finally got something like a seat. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just chaos in there. There's no way a station person could come in there and check tickets. It'd be madness. So yeah, 12 hours, a pretty, pretty friggin' long ride for a free ride. Um, yeah, so it was a long story, but it's been, it's been a long week. So, <laughs> but I'm here and I had a couch surfing host here. He just ran out, do some stuff. So took advantage of this time to record this little episode. Uh, yeah. So let's let's jump into the, the main meat of the episode. Now you listen to me ramble on about what's going on here in India. Um, yeah, like I said, this is going to be part one of like tribal finance kind of stuff. And I wanted to start with spending money because I think it's the most important. Because if you know what you're actually needing money for, it's, it's better than to get caught up on making money when you don't even know what you're making it for. Well, I think a lot of people do that in life in general. Try to find a job that makes a ton of money and then kind of lose sight of what it was that they like doing. Whether it's baking donuts or making robots or playing the guitar or whatever somewhere along the way. A lot of people get lost and, um, you know, they might get found again, might find something different. But my point is that you should focus on what you might actually need money or anything for before just trying to make a ton of it. So it made sense to me to record this one first 
And yeah, it's pretty cool to have India Jane in there too, with her two cents, talking about what she spends money on on the road. So, hope you enjoy it. And let's hear from me and India. Okay, we're recording from the deck again <laughs> in uh, Nepal at my friend's farm. I'm with India Jane. Hello, everybody. And we're going to be talking about spending money while traveling. Uh, this, this is kind of the, the main important thing. I think it's more important than, than making money because if you understand all the ways you can uh, get away without needing money, then you obviously don't need to make that much of it. So I guess the, the first thing, there's a bunch of different little topics like transportation, accommodation, food, and other things. But I wanted to start with loans as the first one because... That's one that a lot of you might not have at all, which is a good thing. <laughs> and if you don't have loans, that's awesome. Uh, personally, I have student loans, which are soul crushing <laughs> and easily my biggest expense. Um, I think right now it's about $350 a month that I got to cough up, which is pretty insane. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there that might still be making car payments or other stuff that you can't just walk away from. Uh, for me personally, I have my parents co-signed on my loan so if I were to walk away from it they'd kind of get screwed so it's basically impossible for me to do but if you've got loans and you're the only one on it maybe you can make that choice to just walk away from it and your credit will be all screwed up and you won't be able to buy stuff you can't afford that's about it <laughs> do you have any loans no just my no? phone bill <laughs> sweet all right well that's loans I guess we can jump to phone bill uh, phone bills like a lot of people will have that and you have your phone bill like active right now, right? I do, yeah, even though I can't use my phone. Not <laughs> ideal. Yeah, that's like a contract situation? Yeah, so it expires, I think, in July, but until then I'm tied in. Okay. Yeah, usually when I'm out of the, up until now, when I've been out of the United States, I've uh, stopped my phone bill, or when I've been on a contract, I had Verizon, and they'll let you do something like, just called vacation pausing it, or something like that. And you can kind of just pause your bill for three to six months, something like that, which is pretty good idea if you don't want to be paying all that money for something you can't be using overseas. And when you're overseas, Wi-Fi is pretty prevalent in most countries, so it's easy just to jump from place to place and, you know, go without internet for a little while, but then get on there with Wi-Fi. Um, this would also be a good time to mention my phone service that I have now is uh, Project Fi. I've told you about yeah, Project Fi. Sounds pretty neat. Which, oddly enough, <laughs> it works in 135 countries, but Nepal is not one of them. <laughs> so it's pretty rare. I think this is the only country I've been to or will be going to in the near future that doesn't have service. But Project Fi is Google's phone service, and it works. Yeah, like I said, in all those countries, it's $20 a month for unlimited calls and texts, and it's truly a global plan. So there's no more cost if I'm in the United States or in India or Thailand or Australia or France, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's still 20 bucks a month and I can do all those things and $10 per gigabyte prorated. Um, so I'm trying to get used to that. It's cheaper than my old phone and it works everywhere. That's cool. And I should mention I have a referral code for that. So if anyone else wants to try it, uh, you can look into it a little bit more. But uh, if you use my code TDW3EE, then you get uh, twenty dollars off your, I think your second bill, and I get twenty dollars off too. So that's a win. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's a monthly expense. And the good thing about phone service when you're not on a contract is that you can just not pay it. Like you can just pause it or cancel it. It's not like a fixed cost. Like yeah, you want to. 
It's our friend the cow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those expenses that you can like take it or leave it. Um, so I guess the next thing to jump to would be food because that's another expense that's uh, not fixed. You can kind of just eat based on how much money you have. Like, yeah, you can spend like $30 a meal or you can spend $30 a month. <laughs> uh, it's really up to you. What were you spending in Tahoe? I'd say I was averaging six or seven bucks a week when I was not eating out, eating on my own. What were you eating? Um, whatever I was cheap at the time, nutritious and cheap, I'd look for. Um, yeah. The cheapest fruit that was going and lots of oatmeal. Buy yeah. oatmeal in bulk and chow down on it. Um, powdered peanut butter is pretty good, pretty cheap. That's good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Rice is always cheap. And you didn't cook a lot either, huh? I didn't, no. So I was living in a truck and... Um, I figured out if you soak most foods, including lentils and oats, overnight or sometimes for a few days with beans, um, they're good to eat. They sprout, they become alive and super healthy. Yeah, just not hot. Just not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Still good. Um, yeah, food is one of the one of the cheaper things everywhere, kind of. like It can be super expensive. Obviously, you can find a $30 meal almost anywhere. Yeah, it can be cheap and it can be expensive. Yeah, it can be kind of hard to get away from um in the u.s you're also a taco bell lover yeah <laughs> <laughs> taco bell is pretty good uh then you're spending more like three three bucks <laughs> a meal here's us talking about eating him <laughs> but yeah so food it's obviously an expense that you're gonna have but food is also one of those it's one of the easiest things in the world to to be free <laughs> It's like the easiest thing for anyone to gift somebody else. Um, so, you know, a lot of times hitchhiking, you'll get picked up by someone who asks if you when the last time you ate was, and they'll sometimes gladly get you a meal, you know, fast food or something. I've had people uh, take me to buffets even. Have you had people offer you food hitchhiking? Uh, a little bit. I mean, not so much taking me out for meals, but if they have some food with them, I've been given cereal bars and fruit and whatnot. Yeah. And then couch surfing, you know, sometimes you're cooking for people, but sometimes they're cooking for you. That yeah. Kind of thing. So, and in the United States, you have no excuse to starve. I mean, there's always soup kitchens and stuff too, in almost every major city, giving away free food. And uh, I don't know, I don't do that too often unless I just like come across it and like go to a park and all of a sudden someone's passing out free turkey sandwiches. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in line for that for sure. But, a lot of countries, there's no reason to starve. And in countries in Asia, at least Southeast Asia, food is relatively cheap. You can always eat for about a dollar, maybe two. So, a dollar for a big meal is fill you up. Yeah. So, uh, another big expense in the line of food uh, is beer. And <laughs> that's not going to be for everybody. But if you like good beer like I do, uh, it can add up a little bit when I'm really like on a, a good beer kick. Like I, I won't load up on like things like PBR, but I'll drink some good craft beers. So it's actually, I save a lot of money when I'm in countries like this, like Nepal, <laughs> it's just the beer is ranges from awful to drinkable. Uh, but that can add up for a lot of people that will be their main expense. If you don't have loans and it's way easy to spend more money on beer than food, even here in Nepal. Like a bunch of the meals that we've had to get on our own. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> we've just <laughs> <A few. laughs> been eating for free quite a bit. But um, 
yeah, we'll go out and spend like a, a dollar or two on food and then easily, you know, get a couple beers for four bucks, five bucks, something like that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> alcohol, depending on where you're at, can be double. And then it's easy to go out and, you know, spend more. I guess you were talking earlier that the most money you spent is in social. <laughs> <laughs> really mooing a lot <laughs> he's trying to join in <laughs> <laughs> yeah eat me but <laughs> uh, you were saying social situations are right which i guess comes with beer often but um yeah for me that was definitely my main expense when hanging out with friends if they wanted to get some food or um yeah buy some beer or go out somewhere um that was what i was spending most of my money on yeah. that is still probably my biggest expense yeah, it's it's tricky. Like when you're couch surfing or staying with someone, and right. you get to their house, and immediately they want to go out and mm-hmm. do something. Especially if you're hungry too, it's a little bit easier if you just ate earlier to be like, oh no, we'll let's go out, and maybe get a drink, but not right. get the, you know, eight dollar thing of food, which is the cheapest thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want to tell them like, oh, it's what I spend in a week. I won't mail it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you Sometimes get like, it's it's worth it just to bite the bullet and have good company and have a good time. Yeah, that's kind of a good reason to spend only the the yeah. six or seven dollars a week when you're by yourself just to kind of keep yourself fed, but then right be able to sort of splurge when have the money to make good memories. Yeah, and uh, other stuff too. I've noticed like people want to go see a movie or they really mm-hmm. want to go see some pyramid or or something a little touristy which is sometimes really cool and sometimes you're just kind of doing it right <laughs> to go with the Definitely. flow but you know you get dinged with these little seven dollar fifteen dollar entry fee things and it adds up for it sure. does and it's, it's hard for i get asked as soon as i meet anyone i told them i've been on the road for a while they say how can you afford it <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for people who are used to you know not having to save every penny and spending all the time it's hard for them to really like get the concept yeah it's just 15 bucks that's a week (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like the hiking we've been wanting to do people are like yeah it's just 40 or 50 bucks for the permits and then you're you're golden and then you know you can get away with spending like just a few hundred on accommodation and stuff like what the (laughs) jeez yeah it's still unreal to me to pay that much just to go go for a walk go for a walk (laughs) should be free yeah Um, I don't know all that kind of adds up um Yes, yeah, accommodation. Just kind of mentioned that a little bit. Uh, that's not too expensive. <laughs> like, Especially couch surfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like couch surf. I couch surf mostly in camp, and yeah. you mostly couch surf. And yeah, meeting people, um, you know, give you a place to stay, always helps. Yeah, even right now, from where we're recording this, we're staying with a friend of mine's family at his farm, and uh, yeah, we're staying for free eating for free while we're here keep offering to help out but <laughs> not much to be done um but yeah it does happen once in a while where you do got to stay in a hostel or even like a hotel if that's the only option if it's could be the weather or just lack of places to camp um not thinking ahead to find a couch surfer it's always tricky for me because <laughs> kind of a little too spontaneous sometimes and yeah it's like, all right well and what he said (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so i don't know hostels range anywhere from are you saying Kathmandu is like a buck 50 yeah i think that was the cheapest that's pretty good that's maybe the cheapest i've heard 
Uh, in Cambodia, some guy is full. He's like, you can sleep on the hammock for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, there's that. But, yeah, that's Asia. And and usually it'll be more like three or four or five dollars. Yeah, I'd say Europe's usually about five dollars. Europe, five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends where. <laughs> Western yeah. Europe, maybe more. Yeah. The United States, good luck. Yeah, it gets up uh, to 20 dollars. Yeah, yeah. And that's in places where there are hostels. Yeah. Some hostels would be way more than that. And the cheapest hotels, I mean, usually, like, if I see something for less than, like, 40 bucks, I'm like, whoa, it's, right. it's on the cheap side of things. Yeah. So it's definitely tricky in countries like that. But the good thing about most of the United States, too, is it's it's easier to camp than it seems to be in a lot of places in Asia. It just seems like... <laughs> All the usable land is used in a way. Yeah, all private owned. Yeah, so whereas in the U.S. there's a lot of unused land, whether it's right on the side of the the highways or trees and stuff, and I don't know, it seems kind of easier sometimes near cities and towns. But yeah, so that's that's a decent expense, but maybe not the biggest. No, Just especially cause... if you're not doing it too often. Maybe yeah, once in a while. It's a necessity, but easier to avoid. Um, I guess the next category would be uh, transportation, which uh, we both hitchhike when when we can. Yeah. Uh, which is free. Um, but once in a while, you know, you take some buses, uh, airplanes, obviously, to get overseas. Although you can boat hitchhike, which is an option. I would definitely look into that. And if that sparked your interest at all, and I said that, like, give it a look. Look, look at websites like findacrew.net. Uh, there's people cruising all over the place. If you're in the right place at the right time, meet the right person, have the right attitude, all those <laughs> things come together. Uh, you can work it out. I've come pretty close before. Have uh, you any experience with boats? No. no, yeah. no Seems like it'd be an awesome thing to do. Something I'd like to look into. Yeah. But, yeah, people do it. And uh, sometimes you can even get paid like to be a chef on some of the nicer boats. Yeah. So that's one way to avoid airline costs but i think the most money i've ever spent in one year on plane tickets is about 1800 bucks and that was for a lot of tickets like u.s to new zealand new zealand australia australia to asia eventually asia to europe europe back to the u.s i think all that added up so i think it'd be pretty hard to spend much more than like a couple thousand dollars on plane tickets unless you're just like really jumpy <laughs> it's definitely cheaper the slower you go the cheaper it is less buses less planes yeah dig in and enjoy yeah um situations where i would take a bus be if it's like exceptionally cheap like took a bus or a micro bus like a van from Kathmandu to here and it was like a two or three hour ride and it was the equivalent of a dollar and ten cents dollar and eight cents something like that so you know <laughs> it's hard to say no to that especially when Hitchhiking could potentially be a little a little bit more tricky. Um, but I don't know. I usually won't take... Definitely in the U.S. I try to avoid it. They're a lot more expensive there. Europe, too. Yeah. Well, you're talking about those Megabus. Deals. Well, yeah. Megabus is good. If you're in the United States, either on the East Coast, they've got a pretty good system. Look at, like I think, just megabus.com. And you can find tickets for a dollar or even cheaper to places like... Uh, it's fairly limited. But it's grown all the time, like New York to Boston, New York to Philly or D.C., even New York to Pittsburgh. And then in the Midwest, there's kind of like Indianapolis to Chicago, 
Uh, it runs in a few cities in Texas, and they expanded to the west at one point. So they go like LA to Vegas, LA to San Francisco, um, San Francisco, I think all the way through Sacramento to Reno, routes like that. And you can, especially if you book ahead of time, you can get tickets for a dollar. And sometimes you can't find the dollar tickets, but you find a $5 ticket and, you know, for a 10 hour bus ride, $5 isn't way too bad. So there's that, but yeah, that, that won't add up too much if you're, if you're hitchhiking by default. Cause you'll pretty much only be taking buses when they're super cheap or in kind of, I don't know if you're in a super hurry, maybe you got some money kicking around. Um, and then uh, public transit is the other side of that, which I'll do a little bit more often if it's cheaper and easier. Cause I really like to walk. You like to walk too. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's a necessity though in really big cities. And... Yeah. Mm. But yeah, as far as walking, like as long as there's no one waiting on me, like a one or two hour walk, I don't even, I don't even think about. It. I just go and start walking. That's not too bad. What's your kind of range of? Yeah, I'd say about the same. As long as I'm not expected somewhere. And yeah. Have time. Yeah. It's a are... good way to see the cities, though. I find just like walking around everywhere, I take my time. And... Yeah, it's kind of the whole point of traveling and moving around is to see the different things. Right. And... You kind of get insulated by planes and buses and other things and yeah. cruise through. So it's nice to really feel the transition neighborhood to neighborhood. And yeah, saves a little bit of money. But when a public bus is only like a dollar or two and it's going to save you like four hours of walking or something, especially if there's someone on the other end waiting for you, whether it's a host or someone else, like, yeah, do that. And I'll use it for hitchhiking too. You said you hitchhiked out of New York and you took a train? I did. Took a train. Um, Do you remember what train it was or how much it cost? I really couldn't remember. I know it was going a long way and went all the way down to Maryland, but I got a next stop out of Oh wow. Out of New York. I'm not sure what train that was. It wasn't like an Amtrak or something, was it? No. Um, I I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back. Could have been. Yeah. But it's a good strategy to use public transportation while hitchhiking. Um, I've done it in vegas like in vegas i know my spot out by the, the raceway <laughs> and there's a bus i think it's like i think it's less than two dollars but yeah it's better than hit, trying to hitchhike from the strip you might get yelled at by police or i don't know it's a little hectic there people aren't going far and in mega cities like london where you're from that place yeah. is crazy <laughs> so, yeah it's, that would be tough to get out of <laughs> yeah so find yourself a little the cheapest public transit option possible and uh yeah, so that's not a huge, huge expense in the grand scheme of things. A dollar here, two dollars there, but, you know, everything kind of adds up. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else to spend money on. Uh, other little things. Those are definitely the major ones. Um, Sometimes gear. Uh, you got to buy, buy yep. some new stuff or prepare yeah. for any season. Yeah, that's true. I try to stay ready for all seasons at all times. Yeah. If possible, but definitely a gear nerd for sure. <laughs> Time, so yeah. It's kinda nice making your own gear. If you can get into that, find someone who knows how to sew and learn a little bit about that. Because I don't know. I've obviously I made the backpack that some of you have heard of. Turns into a tent. <laughs> yeah, cow. It's pretty cool, eh? Cow wants a cow pack. <laughs> All right. But, you know, just in doing that, I've got just the basic skills so I can make something like a wallet really quickly or if I have an idea for, I don't know, like a little stuff sack or 
something more complicated like a, a hammock that turns into a sleeping bag and a jacket i can kind of fool around and, and do that uh if i have the time uh but yeah you know even if you don't make your own gear you're gonna have to maybe replace things after a while your backpack goes to hell or you know your jacket gets a bunch of rips in it that you can't repair or, or if you just like want to get something that's lighter than what you already have cooking pot or whatever what's the last piece of gear you got New t-shirt a few days ago. New t-shirt. Time to add some add some color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jane wears all black. <laughs> pretty much. And now green. <laughs> Got a green t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Once in a while, you have to do stuff like that. And, and then, kind of in line with the social situation, sometimes it's not so much social pressure, but there's a, I don't know, a festival or something you want to go to or some museum with some artists that you just want to see, like, really badly or... Um, all kinds of things. When's the last time you went to a festival? Well, you festival, yeah, a few months ago. Got yeah. it. Got a... Did you get in for free or? Did I did. You? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most, <laughs> quite the same. Yeah, most festivals I've gone to, I've just volunteered and got a free ticket. <laughs> yeah, there's usually a what? Usually a free way. And actually, I don't know if you guys have heard of M. C. Escher. Have you heard of M. C. Escher? Mm, don't think so. Uh, he's this artist. He used to do like these uh, drawings of like staircases that kept going uh, yeah. like or waterfalls that would fall into a river that would flow back into itself around yeah. into the waterfall into itself it's like, like depth perception yeah really cool and i used to like him as a kid and then i was in edinburgh and i walked by a sign that said he had a exhibition going on like this week only or something so i'm like oh i'm gonna go check it out and hopefully it's like free <laughs> or <laughs> cheap and then i got there and there's like a ticket booth and they wanted like 15 or 20 bucks or something i'm like yeah. uh I like this dude, but I don't know if I want to part with that. So I'm like, maybe I'll just go and see if they have like a few drawings like mm -hmm. up front, you know, that I can see. So I just walked past and then in and then I'm like, oh, they do have some. That's cool. And then I kept walking around and I'm like, they have a lot that you can just see for free. And I'm like, I'm in here. <laughs> I just like, Convenient. yeah, I just unintentionally, like confidently walked past like security and ticket holders and everybody and <laughs> I was just in there. So, so you can do that to save a little money too, purposely or unintentionally. Um, yeah, so you always have expenses like that. Uh, not much more. Uh, it's funny, people always say how it's so expensive to travel. And like, how can you afford to do this? You must be a millionaire or a trust fund baby or something, or what's your secret job or your stash? And it's actually the opposite. It's way cheaper to travel than to live in one place. It really is. I have friends back in London who will go out and spend like, I don't know, close to a hundred bucks in a night out. That easy. Like, yeah. oh no, that would be a couple months for me. <laughs> yeah. And then there's normal expenses like rent and internet and gas and phone, like hardwired phone maybe, like parking maybe, having a car, gas, mortgages, like all of these bills or most of them just disappear when you start traveling. Yep. So instead of rent, you have the odd hostel that you may or may not stay in. Like instead of paying for public transit or your car and gas payments to get to work every day, you have the random time where you have to take a bus cause hitchhiking is not going to work. Uh, so it's much cheaper over the last like 10 years. I've spent as little as maybe $2,000 in a year. And I think the most has been around $6,000 one Super Bowler year. <laughs> uh, 
Whereas when I lived in New York, I was I was shelling out I think about two grand a month for wow. all, all the bills and stuff I had. I yeah, student loans and rent and this and that. So all kind of added up. So yeah, it's definitely a lot cheaper to travel. So don't let anyone or don't let yourself talk yourself into thinking how can I afford to do this because <laughs> it's cheap. Um, there are a couple other little things that I pay for. I guess are worth mentioning just to be um, complete. Complete. <laughs> like yeah, uh, I pay. I've got a few websites. I've got this podcast. Um, so I pay. I don't know, domain names like freestyletravelshow.com cost about uh, ten or fifteen bucks every year to re up. So it's not a ton of money, but it it's worth mentioning. Uh, this podcast, the hosting is. Um, close to a little less than $200 every year. I did the Kickstarter to raise the money for that from some of y'all listening. <laughs> so thanks again for that. And I don't know, I pay for telling you about Google Drive. I got you hooked on Google Photos yeah, a little bit. Useful. But Google Drive, you can, it's basically like online backup storage and they give you like 15 gigabytes for free. But I've got like a ton of old videos and old music and lots of files. So I actually pay $2 a month so I can have like a hundred gigabytes and that, that covers me. So yeah, little expenses like that, but I think that's about, that about covers it. Everything else will be like random incidental stuff that you just run into in everyday life. So not really specific to traveling. Um, yeah, that covers it, eh? I think, think so. All right, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's spending money on the road. Cheers all. Cool, cool. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Like I said, there will be more of these travel finance episodes to come. Uh, yeah, not consecutively probably, but over time, I'll pop out the next one and the one after that. Should be cool. Uh, if you want to message me for any reason, questions, comments, suggestions on episodes, whatever, uh, you can email freestyletravelshow at gmail.com. Uh, also on Facebook, Freestyle Travel Show. You can uh, get some updates or reach out on Twitter. It's just free travel show. And other than that, you can just, you know, go to hobolifestyle.com and check out all the stuff I've been doing over the years. Uh, the most recent blog post I have there is, uh, like all of them, there's about a two-year lag on those posts. I try to post uh, a few a month at least. But, um, yeah, that last story is about hitchhiking and bussing up through... Um, Ecuador and Colombia after getting mugged kind of reuniting with this girl I'd been with for a year and then broke up with and It just kind of worked out for us to travel up there together for this last little bit. So yeah, you can read about that or You can read about how I got mugged uh, just shortly before that and Yeah, you can also see hobo lifestyle, which is my personal stuff all over like It's just hobo at hobo lifestyle on Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube all over the place Yep that's it. I'm excited to dig into India and eat the spiciest foods that I possibly can and enjoy this place. I'm finally able to relax after a few days on the road getting here. Should be enjoyable. And all you guys, I'll see you down the road in the next episode. With all my shit straight, I'll get my big brain.